What's up, what's up everyone? Welcome to another week of the GoLink Show. My name is Ben, the host and founder of GoLink. GoLink is a supportive community of growth junkies and life learners embracing weekly challenges. Each week we find a new way to level up and learn something new. So it could be a cold shower, waking up at 5 a.m., a kind act, taking yourself on a date, journaling, meditating, various fitness activities, and much more. These challenges are inspired by mission-driven brands that align with our values. So if you're crazy like me and you love to level up and you're always looking for ways to evolve and grow and step into your fullest potential, then GoLink is just for you. Join us every week on social media to participate in these weekly challenges. Embrace the challenge with me at GoLink Group. The GoLink Show, this podcast, recounts experiences from life enthusiasts with a unique perspective. So they could be a mother, a teacher, business owner, coach, entrepreneur, somebody with many years of experience, or someone just stepping into their arena. Wherever they are in life's journey, we all have a story to tell. So we delve into the struggles that we come across during our journey. How do we find the will to make it through? What role does failure play in our lives? What tools and lessons have we learned from those difficult experiences? Let's talk about the process and not just the result. We discuss this and much more on the show. Thanks for tuning in. What's up, Girl Junkies? I'm excited to introduce you to my man, John Parker, who is a premier personal trainer in San Diego, California. He is one of the most well-researched and intentional personal trainers out there. This dude lives his method and seriously cares about his people. He really knows his stuff and is exploding with knowledge. He loves to research. He loves to study. And we cover so many health-related topics that you'll want to open that will open your eyes, so make sure to open your ears when you come into it, because we talk about why it's important to not lose your muscle mass as you get older, why strength training is the most balanced exercise method, and we talk about more than just that, like why should we practice stillness, the importance of rest. He even used to be addicted to exercising, overexerting himself, he struggled with overeating, and you know we're gonna dive into the business side of training, because if they don't pay, then they don't pay attention. So open your ears. Let's go. Let's get into it. Here's my man, John Parker. Let's go. John, my man, how we doing, dude? Everything's going well, man. <laughs> happy Monday to you. Dude, happy Monday. Thanks for having me. If you're watching the video, you can see it is just a pristine, organized, uh, simple but in like clean, effective space, uh, minimalist space. Yes, I appreciate I, that. <laughs> and I know you do because it's very intentional. It's very intentional. So have you ever, have you always been this way or is your, have you ever lived cluttered? <laughs> I have actually never lived cluttered. I remember being a little kid yeah. and having anxiety if I left my Legos out or my toys were out. So I've always been very tidy. <laughs> Dude, that's so funny because I think, my mom always tells me, she's like, you're my only like clean kid. Like, do you like to keep your clothes and shoes clean too? I try to. Yeah. Um, I'm a uh -huh. big believer in dressing for success. I mean, in my job, uh -huh. showing up to clients' homes, I, I like to look the part. That's funny, dude. So, um, but like, what is like the real, so let's talk about simplicity, mm -hmm. like minimalism, like why? We just mentioned before we w went live, was it like just minimizing your decisions or what is your philosophy behind the living's like simply and effective? Yeah, I think there's just so much going on with our lives. I mean, mm -hmm. with the advent of the internet and popularization, mm -hmm. it's like there's so much stimulation. And I think if we're not careful, we fall prey to that. Mm -hmm. I know I do. At certain mm -hmm. points in my day, it's like if I'm scrolling Instagram too much, I'm like, oh my God, I'm stressed out for no reason. Yeah. So in my home, I think the paradox of choice, it can be overwhelming for a lot of people, mm. including myself. So, I mean, you've heard those success stories about the CEOs and they own one turtleneck or two suits so yeah. they don't have to decide every day. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know what? That's me and it's always been me. Mm -hmm. So if I minimize my choices and we were talking about the working out with kettlebells, mm -hmm. for me, it's like I'm not stressed stressing out over what I'm, what I'm going to be doing that day. It's like, mm -hmm. I already know it's super easy. I have a certain yeah. number of exercises to do and those are what I'm going to complete and call uh -huh. it a day. Feel good about it. Boom. And then I, and then also you, I mean, of course your personal trainer, which we'll, we'll get yes. into, 
but definitely, I mean, there's vitamins and supplements on the fridge. Uh-huh. You know, you've got like a the jug of water. We're sitting on medicine balls in a cooler. And you got like, I saw like Dr. Bronner's soap in there. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So like you're definitely, it's so much more than physical health to you. Mm-hmm. I know it is. Mm-hmm. So what's something people people probably don't think about when it comes to your body? Like what's a part of health that people overlook? Uh, with health, um, I think the thing that I try and teach people is mm-hmm. it's not a one thing problem. Yep. It's an everything problem if you have something going on. So a lot mm. of people will come to me for, you know, it could be the vanity reasons and there's no problem with that. But Just to look good. To look good. Mm-hmm. And they, that means they want to gain muscle. They want to lose body fat. Mm-hmm. But... I give clients full questionnaires trying to get to the bottom of every aspect of their lives. Um, mm-hmm. For me, I started my career at the Czech Institute. That's what That was my first certification, mm-hmm. Czech holistic lifestyle coach and then Czech exercise coach. So I learned about how holistic the body is early on in my career. And knowing that a client's going to be with me for an hour and they're going to do their job does not mean that they're going to do their homework and their mobility work mm-hmm. or eating correctly. So, I mean, a client, the 23 hours out of the day, you're not sure what they're doing. So the best thing you can do is educate them on, okay, you have your diet, your rest, exercise, stress reduction, and then targeted supplementation. And those Mm -hmm. are the five components I go off of with clients. I love that dude. What is, I know it probably depends on the person, but what is the most, where is the place you start the most with people? Yeah, so... What's like the most common? Well, it depends on what they're coming to me Uh for, and I'll try and sprinkle in certain (laughs) ideas because Uh some people are very resistant to change. I mean, a lot of people are. Yeah, dude. So we can definitely start with exercise, which is great because they can feel something tangible. They can see their body changing, but we always have to work on sleep to make sure... I mean, sleep is just number one for health. Mm. And then, you know, later on the line, we might might start looking at the products they're using, the personal care products. Someone doesn't want to give up their old spice, but when they realize it's sapping their testosterone, testosterone it's like okay you see that number on a piece of paper let's get you a healthier alternative so it just really depends on their starting place dude i love that yeah so you say old spice because you know i don't use old spice however why is it zapping your testosterone well i mean all these um xenoestrogenic Uh substances inside these commercial products they just have stuff that our bodies were not meant to have in them. I mean, mm. they accumulate to toxic levels. You've heard of, you know, um, like something like BPA, mm-hmm. right? And most people don't know, but like mm. the receipts that you get from the grocery store, most of that paper is lined with BPA and the what? ink. So every time you take a, a receipt or these poor cash registers, you're getting Bro. this BPA exposure, not to mention. I brought one into your house, my bad. <laughs> no, you're, you're all good. But I mean, plastic water bottles for one, even yeah. if it's BPA free, a lot of times it's still leaching into the water. So mm. you're like, nowadays, so many guys have low testosterone and you go to the doctor and if it's under a certain level, I think it's like 200, uh, 250 um, they'll give you testosterone, but Dude, that's interesting. Well, it's interesting, but again, if you get that, um, exogenous testosterone, uh-huh. you're not sure which pathway it's going to go down. So it could be causing more harm than good. And you have to always fix the underlying problem. It's like, bro, you're not sleeping enough. You have chemical exposure. You're eating like shit and you're not doing the right type of training or sleeping enough. So it's an Dude. everything problem, right? I love that though. Yeah. Dude, that's super cool. As far as. Because is testosterone, is it an injection or a pill? What what do they give you usually? Uh, usually it's an injection in the glute, yeah. And then you have to go how many, how often do you have to go? Well, it depends because okay. I think a maintenance dose per week, I could be wrong on this, but it's anywhere from 100 to 250. I'm trying to think of the measurement, uh, nanograms deciliter. Maybe I'm wrong on that, something like that. Mm-hmm. But you have a competitive bodybuilder, for instance, and they could be taking... Uh, a gram to three grams of testosterone or steroids per week, which is just insane. It's a huge dose. So put that. So I have no idea what that means. So like how many like injections? Okay. So let's say that a normal person, let's say you're in your fifties and you're doing Uh hormone replacement therapy. Let's say it's 200 um, units per week and a bodybuilder is taking five times that amount, if not more. Is that just like one injection and it's a larger amount or multiple injections? I mean, I'm not an expert, but probably uh, (laughs) one injection. 
Dude. Depending on which steroids you're taking. Still, though, that's crazy. So, yeah, I mean, I I look at things now, and, of course, when I was younger, I wanted to be huge, and yep. I bodybuilded forever, and I tried to gain mm-hmm. weight, and I think I got up to 185, and it lasted for one day. <laughs> and my body was just like, fuck you, you're going back to your normal size. What? How much do you weigh right now? I'm, I usually sit around 170, and that hasn't changed. Dude, in, that's crazy. How tall are you? 5'10", 170. Oh, hasn't changed crazy. in years because wow that's wild do you even weigh yourself anymore though i do just to see yeah. where i'm at like okay. uh i usually go by how my clothes are fitting uh, but okay. there's a nice scale at the gym i work at so yeah. i'll just weigh myself whenever yeah i just don't even think about it anymore well is it that important no no i go off, i go off of how i feel yeah how you feel and like yeah. i would say you want to prioritize muscle mass because we know that's healthy for aging right so we don't lose muscle as we get older We'll, um, we'll so, talk about that because yeah, sure. maybe not everyone knows, dude. Yeah. That's why we have your expertise here. Oh, yeah. To, Great. to enlighten all of us. So mm. why is muscle mass important for when you get older? Well, you've heard of sarcopenia. No. So um, <laughs> This is so good. I mean, it's basically, yeah. it's basically muscle uh-huh. wasting as you age. So uh-huh. uh, a lot of my clients, I would say a majority of my clients are 50 and above, and I've even trained a 93-year-old. Dude, let's go. Props to them. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Two of my hardest charging clients are 75 and 76. Dude, I love that. Yeah. So, I mean, there really is no excuse because I've seen everything. Mm-hmm. But you see um, older, our um, elders, right? Yeah. And they either are, most of the time they're skinnier, they're not overweight. I don't know if you've noticed that, but let's say we're in the 80s and 90s. Okay. Like They'll look a little bit more frail, right? Yes, Less muscle mass sure, on the frail. frame. And you know, a lot of these people will fall and they'll break something like their pelvis. So we have two problems. I would say that that muscle mass is going to be protective like body armor. But with sarcopenia, the the muscle loss, you also get osteoporosis, the bone loss. Mm. So something like strength training is so unique because you're loading your muscles and you're loading your bones. So obviously you don't want to load it to a point where your bone's going to crush, but that is a stress that's going to make the bone thicker. So doing something like strength training or even jump roping is very protective against losing muscle and losing bone as you get older. Dang, dude. This is, yeah, this is awesome. So... Is it, because I think, tell me about, so strength training, mm-hmm. um, do, do females still have, like, are they, is it icky to, icky to them? I mean, there are, it is, like, fitness is more popular, and I know you've seen it. Oh, yeah. Right, in the past five years, it's, it's exploded. It's everywhere, especially right? with Instagram. Which is awesome, but is there still a part of, like, weightlifting, or that's icky to people? Um, I, I think so. And I think with, with things like social media, there's so many avenues. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, we were talking about, well, I swing the clubs and that's a really unique thing for me, but things like the steel mace have gotten really popular. Yoga is extremely popular. Pilates, everything's very Mm -hmm. popular. So it's almost like, okay, um, there are all these flavors and you have to choose the one that you like the most. Yeah. However, uh, I like to tell people that of every activity you can do, strength training is the most balanced, right? Because you're deciding on a program where you have enough pushes, enough pulls, squats, hinging motion, and then targeted core work as needed. Mm. But in, in a, an activity like yoga, um, mm-hmm. one thing I always remind a lot of my yogi friends is that, hey, you're not doing a lot of pulling movements. You're doing a lot of pushing movements. Yeah. Mostly, pu- mostly push. Yeah. I mean, you're mostly doing pushing. So adding something like a TRX row to your routine would be really effective because, I mean, I can even see myself. I'm kind of caving forward. I'm trying to keep good posture. Yeah. But I mean, it's that same motion, same motion as pushing forward, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh-huh. So we need to open up the chest and doing something like a row or mm-hmm. even a pull up to some extent is going to help out with that, that posture in the upper back. Dude, this is crazy, man. Yeah. How do you, how, like, what is your ongoing learning look like? Like how, like how often do you study? What do you study? Oh yeah. To learn all that. Cause I know you've got to. I already know, like, you love this and you're passionate about it. I love it. Like, right. Mm-hmm. So how do you, like, what does that look like, your education? Yeah. Always going forward. Yeah, for sure. I'll just give you a, a brief rundown. I went to the University of California, San Diego, so mm-hmm. pretty close to where we are right now. Mm-hmm. And I remember after I graduated and I was so excited to apply everything and make money in, in, in a job. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had studied training all through college. I read as many textbooks as I could because I've always worked at a gym. 
started out at the front desk, so I just read these textbooks. So I had a pretty good knowledge going forward, mm-hmm. but I remembered when I graduated, I was like, oh shit, I'm not going to be learning anymore. I'm not going yeah. to lecture. I'm not doing this mm-hmm. or doing that. So that's when I started reading. And reading has been just one of those things you see most mm-hmm. successful people read a lot of books. Yep. And I'm like, oh, well, I like reading and I, I like history and I like writing. So I always read books books. And I think it's different from other mediums because reading a book requires a lot of discipline and a lot of focus. So it trains a lot of other things that are really important to us Mm. as functioning humans. And I, I love writing to get my thoughts on paper. Mm -hmm. And the more you read, I'm like, Oh man, I've gotten to be a pretty good writer just because you develop your own voice with something like that. I like that. That's cool. The more you read the more you find your voice. Yeah. Well, for me, it definitely cool. worked that way, yeah. but I pretty much write every mm-hmm. day. Usually it's in the form of an Instagram post, but I see Instagram is so great for me because I get to be creative with a video mm-hmm. work, right? Filming workouts, but also I get to write the caption. And mm-hmm. some of my friends will joke. They're like, I don't always read your caption, but I try and like your post. And I'm like, <laughs> that's fine, dude. They're very long, but yeah. that's more for me. And if someone needs to read something like, that comes from my experience. I'm, I'm even happier for it. Dude, that's dope. Um, so before we go too far into this, yeah. will you tell us how you found your way? Like you've always worked in a, in a gym, mm-hmm. but like, how did you know that? And just give us, give us the, the journey to John currently. Yeah. <laughs> Synopsis of my life. Yeah. Uh, I think I learned to ride a bike when I was four years old and that was just my first love. So I've always mm-hmm. ridden bikes and I still mountain bike mm-hmm. and growing up in California, I always skateboarded too. Okay. Now I played the traditional sports as well, just from, I think influence from my mom. She wanted to mm-hmm. keep me busy. So the time I was probably I don't know, like eight years old from playing uh, little league baseball all the way through high school mm-hmm. sports all day long, every day. <laughs> and I was really into football and mm-hmm. running track and field. And cool. that was pretty much year round for me. And then I filled that with snowboarding, skateboarding, bike riding, all the Dang, fun dude, stuff. You were just going. Yeah. And it's interesting because I got into UCSD to, I got early acceptance to run track and field. Mm-hmm. And when I got to that point, I was so burnt out on sports and that structure that I was like, fuck this, I'm quitting. And within weeks of quitting, I got kind of scared. I'm like, what am I going to do with my free time? It only took two weeks for me to realize (laughs) like, oh man, like, I don't Mm -hmm. know if this is good for my brain. Hmm. So I started going to the gym. I'd known how to lift from high school football. And that's when I just became a trainer right then in college. That's so cool. It's been an everyday thing since then. So, you know, 18, started lifting when I was 14, but 34 now. And I think it's the thing I know the most and Mm -hmm. probably the thing I'm the best at. Dude, that's awesome. (laughs) Like what is like part of the journey though of if someone, especially now, right? It's so popular to like you want to train people. Mm-hmm. We see it, mm-hmm. right? Or these fit accounts. What are, what advice would you give those people? Uh, who are doing like online training? Yeah, just like any online training or anyone trying to build uh, yeah. just anything. I have an easy response to this mm-hmm. and it's you have to walk the walk. Mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer <laughs> that you have had to go mm-hmm. through all the hard work if you're going to be giving people advice mm-hmm. on that. And it's a lot of work. So someone comes in, they're like, hey, I want to look like you. It's like, all right, it's going to take 15 years, but you can get there, Mm -hmm. right? So the thing I love about training is you can't buy it. You have to do it. Doesn't matter matter what your goal is. Okay, maybe you want a certain pose in yoga. You're going to have to work for that. Mm -hmm. You can't just fast track it or life hack it, right? You can't biohack a yoga pose. Mm -hmm. You have to practice it. And with strength training, getting super strong or getting super shredded, Mm -hmm. it takes time and not everyone has the dedication to do that Hmm. Uh, they may say they don't have the time but if they want it they will make the time for it so you got to walk the walk and you got to practice what you preach no matter what that's cool dude what about what's one business lesson that you've learned growing your business growing my business Mm -hmm. yeah uh it's funny (laughs) i think about this all the time but it's really to keep things simple 
when yeah. I've tried to make things complicated and, you know, get all these crazy email blasts going yeah. and, you know, like market myself more, uh -huh. like I'm not making any money from this. I'm making all of my money from what I'm doing, huh. which is really quality one-on-one -on -one time with clients. So, so I've, I've kind of taken a step forward and a uh -huh. step back to realize, oh, maybe huh. the grass wasn't greener on the other side for me. So what, so what have you tried that didn't like work out like you thought, like, like email campaigns or what do you mean? No, I think the email campaigns are good. Mm -hmm. I think annoying people is bad <laughs> okay. because if I'm getting an email mm -hmm. in my inbox, most of the time I'm unsubscribing from it. Mm -hmm. We talked about the simplicity, right? I just can't mm -hmm. have it in my brain, but if it's super useful, I'll likely open it and use it. And there are just a few that do that for me. So I do pretty much everything. I mean, it, starts with Instagram, have a pretty big following mm -hmm. and it's fun and you may get some sponsorships and some cool gear from it. Yeah. But I've realized, oh man, I don't know if I want to be doing this my entire life. Wait, fitness or Instagram? What do you mean? No, uh, the social media marketing. Oh, okay. Okay. I think I do it because I really like to not put out content, but uh -huh. yeah, beautiful photos, beautiful adventures, like cool uh -huh. workouts. I like doing that for me and I know people get value from it, yeah. but I get turned off with just how many people are in this game. And I'm like, okay, they want to help people. And I mm -hmm. like that. But at the same time, I'm like, do we need more of it? And what, what's the answer? Do you have an answer? I don't know. But for me, <laughs> I'm like, man, this is getting to be a little bit too much. Like we mm. mentioned the Instagram and yeah. scrolling. And I'm like, man, I'm getting anxious from this and I shouldn't yeah. be anxious. I'm like, okay, if I'm going to put out content to people, I need to be totally honest. Like, what would I want to mm -hmm. see? Like, what are my ethics behind this? Cause we all know, I mean, how many people are just naked on Instagram and they, <laughs> they get so yeah. many followers and then they become a de facto coach. And I'm like, wait, like, where's the struggle? You know, like, mm. where's the reality behind this? Yeah. And it's tough because that is everything right now. Well, yeah, because it's, like you said, even though you have to do the work, people see a post and we're going in it for quick likes, right? Mm -hmm. We're not going in it, even if you got zero likes, but you could impact thousands of people, mm -hmm. would you still do it? Mm -hmm. I think that's the question. Like, did you know, like in Australia, they took likes away from Instagram? I thought they were doing that here. I was going to ask you about They've it. They've considered it. And I think it would be awesome. Because the first thing I think about when that when that like is brought up, I think about like, oh, but now I can't compare and tell what impact I'm making. Yeah. Because like I'm a competitive person. Yeah. But like I, that's like, okay, like how is this post doing? But obviously I think it's a major step forward because you're not thinking about likes anymore. Mm -hmm. You're going to make what is true to you, mm -hmm. what feels good. Quality. Quality, you know? I thought about this last week, mm -hmm. and you asked that question. That's the same mm -hmm. question I asked myself, and mm -hmm. I had decided, yes, I would still do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, as far as my industry, it's so saturated with training. Yeah. And there's a lot of good stuff out there, so don't get me wrong. I think it's a positive thing, but I'm also very aware of charlatans. I'm like, okay, that's just a fancy post to get likes, yeah. right? Like, where's the quality information? Hmm. So I think, yeah, it would be good. Uh, yeah, it might be bad also. <laughs> I don't know. Dude, you're definitely, you are like already knowing you for such a short amount of time. Dude, you're like a bank of information. <laughs> dude, I can tell just Thanks. like like so much I'm learning already. Um, dude, so I saw you recently posted about stillness. Mm, stillness. And I think that's so hard because we're in a go, 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 or workout, 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 push, push, push. Mm -hmm. So what is the importance to you of oh, stillness? I think that's more important than the go, go, go. Mm. I mean, in my line of work, you just see the effects of um, that stress has over time. Mm. And no one can escape it because... Um, I'll back up a little bit. I lived in Barcelona for a year during college. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was awesome. Got the full mm. year there. And, you know, there was siesta every single day. And sometimes you'd be waiting to go back to like the supermarket or the store and you'd be waiting. Oh, it's six o'clock, seven o'clock, eight o'clock. And they just never show up. It's just a different culture. Mm -hmm. Walking to school at 9 a.m. You have the older guys playing chess, smoking cigars and drinking beer. 
It's just a different <laughs> culture. Maybe, yeah. And I would say like three quarters of a year in, I was almost stressed out because I grew up here huh. and you know, everyone works hard, you're busy all the time, but it just wasn't like that there when I lived there. Hmm. And I asked myself, I'm like, I'm, I love hard work. Like mm-hmm. it feels good. Today was a busy day, like nine hours worth of work. Mm-hmm. It feels awesome. But also like if I get home and I don't have the energy to train, or I feel physically depressed, not like mentally depressed, but physically, I'm like, I just don't have energy. I'm like, is that worth it to me? Hmm. Can I work smarter so I don't have to, you know, trade all my time and trade my body for that? So stillness is cultivating, I think, mental and physical wellness through, Hmm. it could be silence, it could be doing something physical like hiking or taking a bike ride or driving in your car without a podcast or the radio, (laughs) right? And for some people, that would just drive them crazy. No, it really though, dude. It 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 frightens people. It does. It's Mm -hmm. like a legit phobia. Yeah. And it's like, oh man, well, if you were out in the woods by yourself, like what are you going to do? Because you should feel awesome out there, Mm -hmm. but you would just feel scared. And that disconnection scares me to death. And Mm. it's something that I try and do. I'm a big time hiker, so I'll go out at least twice a week or go ride my bike in the trails. Mm -hmm. And I realize that if I have to make the time to do that because I won't be a complete person unless I do. So that's Mm. a good example of cultivating the stillness. And another thing we were talking about Mm -hmm. me running, I've run my entire life Mm -hmm. and just do the best thinking while I'm running. Mm. And I'm not sure if it's the physical movement, the Mm. evolution of running or getting more oxygen in the system, but I need it. I need it. And if I don't have it, I don't feel complete. That's interesting. Like how important is money to you? Money? Money is very important. I'm Uh going to be realistic. Um, I try and live a little bit more Spartan. So not have too many expenses. Um, Not like super frugal or Mm. anything, but I'm like, I practice this minimalism concept. So do I really need it? Is it going to bring me joy? Mm -hmm. Some things for sure will bring me joy because you can see I'm a maximalist for kettlebells and and fitness, (laughs) fitness equipment. But it's like, Uh you know, I don't need more clothes. I don't need a new truck. My truck is just fine. Mm -hmm. You know, it, does that make sense? Yeah. Like why? Yeah. I'm just curious just to know, but like what you think about it. Yeah. Maximizing income Mm -hmm. is super important for me and saving money is super important for me and investing Mm -hmm. all that stuff. I think, uh, just for the future, it's important to do. Mm -hmm. I think it's a really fun discipline to cultivate. And it's also very difficult, just like exercise. Okay. How are you going to maximize your time? Mm -hmm. Right. How are you going to make the most money from doing this stuff? And over time you get better at it. But I remember being frustrated for years of like how to invest or just how to make money. Well, I think I just overspent like so many people Mm. and then realize, oh, this stuff doesn't bring me any joy. I don't need it. And this money is better invested, you know, in my savings account or paying off credit cards or anything like that. So, yeah, I'm not allergic to money. I definitely (laughs) like it and try and make as much as I can. But it's within reason. And I'm not going to trade my ethics for money. Mm-hmm. Well, and so why I kind of asked that is leading into because you said you had a nine hour work day, like mm-hmm. a lot of work. Some people would be like, John, that's not a lot. Like I work 12 hours a day. Yeah. Right. To like make money or to make a difference. It doesn't have to be money and impact or it has to, it doesn't have to be money. It could be like impact. Like we want to change the world. But you were talking about like, does it make you happy? Like you have to run. And I've noticed myself getting into the zone of, man, if I don't get like X amount of sunlight, if I don't get like a workout in, it's like, or if I don't meditate, it's, man, if I am even making an impact or on the way to do this and that, like this cool thing, Mm -hmm. and I work this much, but what do I prioritize more? So I'm just kind of putting it out there because I've been toying with it in my brain of why can't I do both? Mm-hmm. Why can't I like enjoy day to day and the stillness and the rest and like go to the beach for an hour, mm-hmm. but then still kill it when I work? Why can't you? Yeah, I think you can. Mm-hmm. But I think, um, you know, I, I always tell people my discipline is um, or my superpower is discipline. Mm-hmm. Like that's the one thing I'm really good at. So mm-hmm. for some people like you and me, a routine would work really well. Mm-hmm. I know other people that would drive them crazy to do yeah. the same thing day in and day out. But that's how I do it. I would say for me, today's an abnormal day. It wasn't all work, but I was 
out of the house early mm-hmm. and then got back late. So that feels like more work. Yes. Ideal for me is five clients in a day and then two to three hours of computer work. That'd okay. be ideal. So that's still working eight hours, but in a more chill environment, right? Mm-hmm. So day like today, it was busy. I probably won't train. I'll give my body uh, a rest because I stand mm-hmm. up all day and demonstrate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same point, um, before you got here, mm-hmm. I closed my eyes and that was my stillness for the day. Yeah. It would have been great to be a little bit longer, but 15 minutes sufficed and I owe it all to the routine. It's like I wake up kind of the same time every single day, do the same thing in the morning, try and read every morning. And if I can get that reading in, I feel a lot more grounded for the day because mm. I already got a win, a personal win yeah. for myself. Dude, your discipline is hell, I can tell. Mm. So what, what's like, tell me exactly, like, do you wake up at the same time every day? Do you use an alarm? Like, what does your morning look like? Yeah. Funny. Um, I've been used to waking up early for years, Mm -hmm. like four o'clock, um, go to clients at five o'clock. I've, I did that for probably five years straight. So I typically wake up without my alarm before five. So anywhere from four to four 45. <laughs> and sometimes I wish I could sleep more, but I, I just can't <laughs> yeah. sleep in anymore. It's kind of mm-hmm. like a bad habit at this point. And I'm, that dude, that's an incredible bad habit. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously though. Yeah. So then what happens after you wake up? After I wake up, uh, do the normal stuff, go pee, I brush my teeth, uh-huh. probably two first things. And then I go and make my bed. I've mm-hmm. always made my bed. I'd rather get into a clean bed at night than a, yeah. you know, crinkle covers or anything. Yeah. Uh, after that, I usually come and have a bunch of water. So I'll drink about a liter of water. Dang, you drink a liter, bro. Oh, at least. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, awesome. A liter of water. And Do you um, put anything in the water? You know, I usually don't, but uh-huh. I think it'd be good too also. Maybe some like lime juice, lemon juice, yeah. or apple cider vinegar. I uh-huh. think that'd be uh, totally fine. So that's that's a big craze. Why is apple cider, apple cider vinegar actually like, what is that you know doing what? for you? You know what? Um... I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. I know it's also very popular. Mm -hmm. I'm into a lot of this holistic health stuff, but I don't exactly know. I think digestive benefits for sure. Um, You're putting that acid into your body too. Uh, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head, but I know it has a lot of good benefits. That's good for you. Yeah, it's good for you. Okay, cool. It's bad though. Dude, it tastes terrible. (laughs) So what about, um, so after that, after water, what do you do? After water, um, Mm -hmm. I will take my heart rate variability. Oh, you take your heart rate. Yeah. Interesting. Every morning. Why? What is that telling you? Do you know anything about heart rate variability? No, dude. Yeah. We're, I'm, we're I'm, learning lots here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been into it for the past couple of years, but I still don't feel like I have the knowledge I want to on it. Huh. Essentially what heart rate variability, it's a measure of how, what nervous system you're in parasympathetic, which is the rest and digest or mm-hmm. sympathetic, which is fight or flight. So you want a really equal balance of those two, especially if you're training and you like to train hard mm-hmm. or if you're being stressed out at work, right? You don't always want to be in fight or flight. Yes. So heart rate variability measures essentially the time in between your heartbeats hmm. and off the top of your head, you would think, oh, I want the same time between my heartbeats but you don't, you want it to be um, slightly different between each heartbeat hmm. and that's your heart rate variability. Okay. And mm-hmm. then it, whatever program you use, it, it gives you a graph of where you are and you base your recovery on that. Hmm. So maybe a lower HRV, you don't want to train intensely that day, higher HRV, you have more juice, um, nervous system juice to train hard. Dude, that's so cool. It does yeah. aura ring do this. Uh, Aura Ring does it I think, really well. I think that's why where I heard about that, actually. Yeah. So I use a smartwatch. I have a Garmin okay. Phoenix 5X, uh-huh. and I love that thing. And I just got a, a heart rate monitor Dude, to that's match dope. it. And so then it, because it's supposed to tell you, like, like, you can work out or you shouldn't work out as heavy or, like... Pretty right? much, yeah. And, like, even... That's what, why I use it. And does it even tell you, like, when you're getting sick because of that? I'm not sure if it does. That'd be pretty cool. I think Aura Ring tells you like like you're susceptible to illness or something. Well, yeah. If your immune system's weak and maybe central nervous system isn't firing optimally, Hmm. that would make sense to me. Dude, this is interesting stuff, man. Yeah. So that's the Uh next step that I do in the morning. And Uh then after that, I usually um, make some coffee, black coffee, Mm -hmm. and then I'll start reading for however long I have. Dang, bro. And then you're off training. And then take a shower, get out of the house, and then I train. Yeah. Dang, dude. Yeah, I've always wondered. I was like, if I was a trainer 
and you're in the gym, like, do you sweat when you're like training people? No, the opposite. So it's super funny. I joke with yeah. my clients that the client will be super sweaty and like, oh my gosh, it's so hot in here. And the trainer's usually wearing like a sweatshirt or a jacket because we stand uh, still all day in an mm-hmm. air conditioned gym. Yeah. So it gets really cold. Okay. I get cold at least. That makes sense. Okay, because I've always wondered, or even like a yoga instructor, like a, especially in like hot yoga. Yeah. Oh, they're I'm, gonna sweat though. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. when are you gonna shower? I know. <laughs> like you know, I was like, that's just a weird thought. So that yeah, I've I'll tell you a funny thing about me. Uh-huh. I hate to sweat when I'm with clients because <laughs> yeah. if I'm going like from house to house yeah. or gym to gym and I'm all sweaty, I hate that. So Dude. I try and not, not sweat throughout the day. Dude, that's funny. Yeah. Um, interesting question. Yes. When have you lived for the wrong reason? live for the wrong reason <laughs> maybe better part of my 20s <laughs> so like so what does that mean to you um i would say i've definitely done either too much work or worked for a place that not necessarily it wasn't mm-hmm. ethical with me but it wasn't a good match for money mm. just for the pursuit of money instead of the pursuit of helping people first mm. and that being your job of right livelihood okay. i like to say yeah Dude, that's interesting. So, yeah. I mean, I won't get into it too deeply, uh-huh. but it could be um, managing a former fitness facility. I would say that'd be an example of that. <laughs> okay. And what, the, like, what challenges you right now, man? Like, in your current life, what is challenging you right now? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, the discipline helps with a lot of my issues. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as time management, I would say, mm-hmm. being number one. I think I get really burnt out on just the hamster wheel of social media mm-hmm. that we all participate yeah, in. Yeah, you've mentioned that a few times. Yeah, I'm, yeah. It, it's really, really challenging for me. Huh. Yeah, because I want to be doing everything for the right reasons, and I always ask myself, am I doing that? Yeah, you're important on alignment. Yes, very. <laughs> yeah, and being very intentional <laughs> yeah. with what you're doing. Okay, so, so social media really is... That, it's, it's good that challenges you, but it's also good. I mean, it's a great, I've met so many people in other cities who yeah, we became friends on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And then I visit that city for the first time and it's like, Oh, we're already friends. Right. Isn't no that problem? Like, isn't it so cool? And like, it's you, amazing for that. You're right. And you wouldn't be able to reach thousands of people like yeah. you do, mm-hmm. even if they're not your clients, dude, you're, you're changing, changing a life because of that. That's the goal. That's the goal. Really though. Like to me, that's so cool. I'd rush I'd much rather have it and then teach awareness and tools to just be aware of like what it could do or what it is doing. Mm -hmm. I don't even, I'll be honest. I don't even consume that much Mm -hmm. anymore. It's more just creating because I've noticed the same thing when I'm consuming and scrolling one, it's a waste of time Two, It does make me anxious. Like it's just, it does things to your brain that you're unaware of happening. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, like, I don't even, I barely consume. Like, if I consume with a purpose, like, I'll listen to a podcast or go to YouTube, you know, because if you're on social media, it's so easy just to get stuck in the fun, like, the, you get sucked in. You get sucked in. Yeah. Yeah, it's a vortex. The vortex. That's So, I really like that you said that, mm-hmm. that you've been consuming less. And mm-hmm. my issue with social media, mm-hmm. it, it's so funny because I already know it's my own thing i mean Mm -hmm. it's in my head i can change it at Mm -hmm. any time yeah so slowly it's been about okay i don't really have anything i want to say today on social media so i won't post so you think about posting every day uh yeah that's been my habit for a couple years i've been pretty successful with it Uh but i'm also like well maybe i don't need to so it's always testing this stuff to see what Mm. works for my followers and what works for me Hmm. but also consuming less just being more intentional and not you know looking for that quick dopamine response Mm -hmm. it's just an addiction like everything else addiction's Mm. all the same how it works in our brain dude so tell me dude since we're on like just addiction in general Mm. um because if you're disciplined i'm not sure like we've never talked about this tell me if this is going too far Mm -hmm. have you ever struggled with like addictive habits oh yeah definitely interesting why so tell me because like as a disciplined person Mm -hmm. i i never have luckily right Mm -hmm. and just like it's just not in my blood i don't know why but tell me more oh yeah i i would say that's probably plagued me more than anything in my life huh yeah those uh addictive tendencies 
Mm. Yeah, almost obsessing over one thing, even though you know it's bad for you, right? That's an addiction, right? Mm. Um, I would say, I don't think I recognized it, but the exercise portion over yeah. exercising because I like it so much, but <laughs> at a certain point I realize, oh man, like this is not good for me anymore. Like my mm. body doesn't feel right. A lot of people will say, I love being sore. I love feeling the workout. Mm -hmm. It was like that for 10 years straight. Like you and were just, you were perpetually sore. Sore and fatigued. Yeah. Ugh. It was like back hurting. Right. So I think around that time I started to realize, oh, I think I'm overdoing it. And eventually like you'll get injured. So you'll have to stop. But mm. I was still healthy, but just not feeling good. And then recognize, oh man, I think my behavior around this is that of an addict. Like you stress out if you're not going to the gym and working out. And I'm like, okay, that's how I know. Yeah. Like it's not going to matter if I don't work out today. Mm -hmm. I have a long life ahead of me. I can train, you know, <laughs> like I can train tomorrow. It's mm -hmm. not going to make a difference. So I would say mm. that's been a big issue. And I think alongside mm. with that, I've always used cannabis probably... 18 till today, pretty daily use. Mm -hmm. And I used to get the munchies so bad, so <laughs> bad, man. I mean, like my friends will tell yeah. you just the things that I would eat, but yeah. I got severe digestive issues from it. Wow. Just really killing myself with the munchies, smoking too much weed, um, and then feeling miserable for days afterward, only to repeat the process. Dude, that's interesting. So the weed made you feel bad or both with what you were eating? Oh, so what's like too much weed? Like, what does that mean? It's going to vary from person to person, mm -hmm. but it's also realizing like coming out of college that I'm not with my buddies. <laughs> I don't need to smoke 20 bong loads to be happy. It's like, yeah. oh, like, you know, one uh -huh. small puff of the joint is going to be enough. Mm -hmm. But I mean, if you smoke more for someone like me, you get uh -huh. more munchies. Mm -hmm. And if you get the munchies, it's like all rules are off. Like all my discipline's <laughs> off. It's uh -huh. like kind of that trigger in my head that, oh, I don't have to be disciplined right now. I'm just, fuck huh. it, you know, fuck it. I'm going to eat all of it. And I would just eat way too much. And looking back, mm. I'm like, man, I had an eating disorder from doing this. Really? I would definitely say so. Yeah. I mean, it's binge eating, hmm. right? At the end of the day. Yeah. And it was super destructive. And I finally broke that habit and haven't gone back to it. And my life has changed. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I'll overeat, but uh -huh. not like I used to. Yeah. Well, and that's okay too, right? Because it, well, just again, balance. Like to me, I'm all about mindful eating. Mm -hmm. But dude, like I've been, because I've been traveling for like three weeks. And so when you travel, right, of course you look up like all oh, the best restaurants. I'm like, uh -huh. what's the best thing? And it's not always like my typical chicken broccoli smoothie almonds you know it's like no i'm gonna live a little uh, <laughs> but the, but the same thing comes into it's like what is three weeks mm -hmm. i'm still eating pretty healthy yeah. you know but like what is three weeks compared to like a long lifetime of like exactly. enjoying the moment and then when i go home i'm gonna go back to it anyway yeah it's true. Mm. It, it's true. I think that balance is so different for other people because you look at a lot of people and it's mm. the exact opposite. It's like three weeks of healthy eating and then the rest of the time it's, yes. it's eating bullshit. That's a good point. And it causes chronic disease in people. <clears throat> and it's like, man, if you just change your diet, you're going to be healthy and you likely won't need to take all the medication. Mm -hmm. So it's crazy to have that realization, but how do you inspire someone to do that? Right? Dude. And that's what I'm you found the way. What's that? Have you found the way? Um, I have not, but I've refined my techniques of how uh, I speak to people. Okay. And what resonates with them. Huh. So my job is all, I mean, people skills. Mm. And the more successful I am at that, the more likely I retain them as a client. And if I retain them as a client, the more likely they are to get results, right? And they're bought okay. in. And if they're bought into a healthy habit, then they're going to do better. So I almost don't like to train people once or twice. Like I prefer it to be a constant thing. Dude, that's actually really cool. So your people skills, which I assume selling is in there. Selling is in there. Yeah. So, cause I was just at this conference and they were talking about, cause selling is always, it's been icky to me. Yeah. You know, and I think it is icky to a lot of people cause no one likes to be sold. Like, and the people who are good at selling are just kind of like, you don't like that really, like it's they're too skeezy, pushy. Yeah. yeah skeezy. And, However, they put it this way. Tell me what you think about this. Kind of what you said, like 
if you have something that could impact their life majorly, mm-hmm. you're doing them a disservice by not selling. Mm. Yeah. I think I agree and disagree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it, maybe that's a justification, but I think on the large part, I do agree. Cause I think it could be a justification, but for yeah. people like us, or I can only speak for myself because of, and I was, could say for you, because we're trying to do something so meaningful. Mm-hmm. Like we're not in it for the money. Mm-hmm. Like again, money's great. It's awesome. We can do cool things and a lot of good with lots of money too. But to me, they also said people, if people don't pay, they don't pay attention. Mm, I agree with that. So have you noticed that, that your clients, like the more they pay, the more they're invested or how does that work? Absolutely. I've <laughs> talked know. about this in the past with uh-huh. people. Um, yeah, I charge my full rates. I don't give discounts on my training. And I tell Boom. people up front, I'm like, hey, if you're not bought in, you're not going to do it. Cause I love doing favors and you know, for some, mm-hmm. some people, some kids younger than me, like I'll hook them up, but mm-hmm. I try not to do that at all. It's like, if you want it, if you want to follow it, you're going to have to pay for it. And mm. otherwise they don't have any skin in the game and no skin in the game. You're not going to do it for real though, dude. So will you go back to over? So what happened to your body when you, um, over stressed? Like, that's kind of funny. Like I'm relating myself to this. Like, I'm not perpetually sore, but I definitely like, if I miss a day at the gym, I'm definitely like, Oh my God. You know? (laughs) So, so tell me like what happened to your body. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this, I I always hated when that like older men at the gym would be like, Oh, you just wait till you're 30. Like, Oh, you think that's bad? Wait till you're 40. Yeah. And they all say that and I'd be like, Oh, fuck off. Like not me. Yeah. Not me. Like I'm going to be different. I still think that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, For me, like, I've always been strong, like mm. just out of the womb, I'm strong. <laughs> so I'm really good at lifting heavy weights, uh-huh. like proportionally for my size. Mm-hmm. And I did that a lot. I've done that a lot over the past, what is it, like 18 to 34, 16 years of mm-hmm. heavy lifting. It started to add up. I was the type of guy who would do a double day no matter what, like two different body parts. What? You were lifting two days a week or two times a day? Two times a day for, this was like at least five years. Bro. Probably from a... No rest days? No, not unless I had to. Like I couldn't move. Dude, that's... Okay. I'm all right then. (laughs) Just getting after it. But lifting heavy weights. Mm -hmm. And now I know that was a huge part of the equation. Okay. But right around 30, I started slowing down a little bit. Mm. And I've been lucky not to get injuries because I practice so much mobility and, Mm -hmm. you know, soft tissue work. But, like, things just weren't working. I didn't have that same neural drive. And that's where that heart rate variability comes in. Okay. Like, how can I measure this stuff to make sure I'm not overdoing it now? But I started not feeling so good, lower energy, lower libido, lower motivation to do stuff. I just want to, at the end of the day, huh. fall asleep. And it wasn't a good feeling and just abusing caffeine the entire time. Really? So I knew I was falling apart. I still mm. did enough of the right things to maintain you know, a good amount of health, but that's when I got into lab testing. So I went through a program called Functional Diagnostic Nutrition, and it's mm-hmm. a program that teaches you how to analyze and run lab tests. So as a practitioner through FDN, I'm mm-hmm. able to run lab tests on my clients now, Cool. but it all starts with running them on yourself. So I ran a hormone test and saw that my cortisol was just flatlined, right? So most of the time people talk about having high cortisol. Oh, I'm stressed. I have high cortisol. Yes, that does happen. It will be elevated at certain mm-hmm. acute portions of your life. Yeah. But if that is elevated for too long, guess what? It's going to drop back down. And then it drops back down into the normal ranges where it started. But that doesn't mean that you're back to, to health. Uh-huh. It's going to keep on going down into what we call this exhaustive phase of HPA axis dysfunction, huh. a.k.a. adrenal fatigue. Uh-huh. So I was almost a flatline cortisol. So does flatline mean no cortisol or high all the time? Very low all so the time. So very low all the time. And it's supposed huh. to be high in the morning to wake you up. Yep. It's basically counter-regulatory to melatonin. So it spikes in the morning and then over the day it goes down. Here's nighttime. Mm-hmm. Melatonin goes up. You fall asleep. Mm-hmm. But just being here the entire day, flatline, you don't have a lot of energy. Yeah. Right. Interesting. So it's a stress hormone that we need. We uh-huh. need it to help us out when we are under times of stress. But think about it. I mean, you're going to have a lower or a weakened immune system. 
not going to be as strong. Maybe you get a little bit fatter. Um, you can't build muscle as easily. So it's a huge mm. problem because if we're tired here in this country, we just have <laughs> caffeine or other stimulants. Yeah. You know what I mean? So do you drink, so you drink coffee, black coffee. Yes. Do you drink any other caffeine? Uh, I love yerba mate. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's still a natural. Yes. It's still yeah. natural. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I try and keep it as natural as possible. Okay. So dude, so let's walk like, so as natural as possible. Like I mentioned earlier, all like whether it's personal care, like what you put in your body, what was one thing, if there is one thing, you know, like that's just how these questions go, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, that you did a lifestyle change and Uh you saw like immediate result. Okay. Yeah. Easy. Um, so um, I'll just keep on talking about this lab testing. Uh I went through this program. Cool. I started applying it to some of my clients, especially Mm -hmm. the clients where I'm like, dude, you're just like me. You're going to get fucked up. Like let's (laughs) touch, let's test your hormones and see where people are at. Mm -hmm. And when they can see these numbers on a piece of paper, then they're like, okay, I got to get serious. It's different than just you telling them. Yeah. Because that only works so much. Mm -hmm. Right. So in this program, I learned that we give a full lifestyle protocol, including supplement recommendations. So it's those five pillars, diet, rest, exercise, stress reduction, supplementation. Mm -hmm. It's a dress protocol. So I had to test it on myself first, right? Because remember my rule, walk the walk. Yeah. So I have to test all these protocols on myself. Mm -hmm. You mentioned earlier, all my supplements up there, Mm -hmm. uh, did the supplement protocol supplements helped immensely really with my gut health specifically. Yes. Cause I don't take anything. Yeah. I think that's fine. Too. So, so like, just like you felt but better in your gut, like, or like, what did you notice? Yeah. So, or is it with the levels? Um, okay. So, I mean, obviously you've heard of probiotics. Yes. There are also prebiotics, um, mm-hmm. that feed beneficial gut flora. Yeah. Uh, for me, um, uh, what I realized on some of these gut tests was, were that my secretory IgA, it's called SIG A. It's basically the first line of defense in the intestine. Uh-huh. It was super, super weak. One of the weakest numbers they had seen on this lab's test wow. results. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. that makes sense. I've had digestive issues my ent- entire life, like these IBS symptoms. Uh, there's a supplement I, that I started taking, and it has um, bovine-derived immunoglobulins. And hmm. remember, my immunoglobulins in my gut were super weak. Mm-hmm. And within a week of taking this supplement, it's like, so much less bloating, like cool. really good stools in the morning. Mm-hmm. And it's just when you don't have that your entire life and you get it, it's like you're never going back the other way. Okay, so I'm going to have to try that. So, like, yeah, I'll I'll take a picture of it when I leave. Yeah, definitely. Because I want to try it, dude. Cool. Yeah. So, I mean, I have supplements like that. Um, they're all natural, right? So a lot of times people will have gut bugs in their system also. Gut bugs. Yeah. Lots of gut bugs. I've seen all of them. Um, I actually had this one that's pretty common called H. pylori. A lot of people that's have- That's a bug? Uh, yeah. It's a stomach bacteria. It's called uh-huh. Heliobacter pylori. Dang, dude. You- Yeah. You're just <laughs> spitting the knowledge but over this, here, man. This one's super interesting. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, how the hell did I get this? You have no idea. But it seemed hmm. like it was a pretty bad infection, even though I was asymptomatic. Mm-hmm. It can essentially cause ulcers in the stomach if left untreated. So it kind of lives in your hydrochloric acid, that strong acid in the stomach. Crazy. So a natural protocol for getting rid of this stuff is to drink this specific tea. It's called Matula tea. Hmm. And I was expecting it to be super nasty, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, what is this? But mm-hmm. it actually tasted pretty good. And you drink it in the morning on an empty stomach and at night on an empty stomach. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't get rid of the H. pylori, it's money back guarantee. Huh. So I retested, got rid of the H. pylori, and I was like, oh man, I'm recovering from exercise a little bit better. Like, I feel oh, really? a little bit better. Like, it's easier to digest food. So that was an example of a gut bug that I had to get rid Dude, of. Dude, this is cool. Do you... What are your thoughts on just like intermittent fasting just because that's so popular right now? Yeah, I think it is popular. Um, I honestly think it's really good. I think it's really good depending on the person Mm -hmm. because there are other factors you have to look at, right? Like people who have hypoglycemia and they get really low blood sugar. Mm -hmm. Like maybe they need to. Yeah, you can't starve yourself. if No, (laughs) you don't want to starve yourself. And maybe they need to eat more frequent meals. That's just how it is. Mm -hmm. Um for intermittent fasting with the autophagy benefits, I think it's fantastic. I think another really good reason to do it is it's mm-hmm. very convenient mm-hmm. and you just don't need to process that much food all day long. 
So yeah, there are mm. really good applications for that, but I would rather have someone like get an A plus in eating, eating itself before going to something like a keto diet or intermittent fasting. And A plus meaning just like eating your fruits, your veggies. Just being super strict on yeah. what you eat and not fucking up too much. <laughs> What is, because for me, my diet is just like, okay, I'll eat as like much real food as possible. Like that's yeah. my goal. Like limit, like artificial sugars, like too much dairy. Like I still believe in like carbs, but not just like overeating. Like yeah. just like avoiding processed food. Yeah. Um, Is there anything else like I'm, I might be overlooking? Well, it's different coming from uh -huh. someone like you because I look you in the eyes yeah. and you look very healthy. Hey, let's go, baby. <laughs> Podcast over. See you yeah, later. Yeah. You're, you look healthy. You have a lot of muscle huh. mass. You're a guy. Yeah. Like eating like that is an A for sure. So why do you, why, how can you look in my eye and tell that I'm healthy? Eyes are clear. Uh, you know, I, I'm not trying to get woo woo or anything, but you can just tell yeah. someone's vibe. You can tell hey, their energy go, immediately. Baby. Well, thanks for feeding my ego, but hey, I appreciate it. And also skin quality too. You want to huh. see if someone looks super dry. You see a lot of people with bags under their eyes. Huh. I mean, it's funny to say, but you can just tell someone's life force, their vitality. Dude, that's cool. And one thing what's helped with my skin is one, I think moving to a warmer climate. Yeah. And then two, hot yoga. Nice. Because like detoxing, like I think the sweating. I agree. Because I never, like even in my workouts, because I'm from Utah, like I never even really like sweat that much. Yeah. Like in the workouts because it's dry and like it's like, yeah, it's cool in the gym. But then once I moved to the south, yeah. yo, bro, it got real. Humid. Yeah. But then and even like being in California, like you don't they don't like AC the gyms. They just leave the door open Yeah, and have fans. Yeah. So, but I don't know. I just think sweating, what are benefits of, are there benefits of sweating? Definitely. I mean, detoxification yeah. for sure. Yeah. So you mentioned that hot yoga and it's fantastic. Uh -huh. I mean, there are a lot of benefits that are similar to sitting in a sauna, mm -hmm. just doing um, hot yoga. And like mm -hmm. these studies from Dr. Rhonda Patrick going into a sauna, it uh -huh. decreases all cause mortality by 40%. What is that? What mortality? All cause mortality, dying from anything. Going in the <laughs> oh. sauna will help fix. It's just incredible for you. I mean, if you have huh. heavy metals in your body, um, chelating those heavy metals out of your system. So just so just sweating and detoxing in hot sauna or hot yoga just removes that yeah, crap. Or even a hot environment. Yeah, I think sweating is... I mean, you always feel good when you sweat, right? Yeah. So you got to sweat every day a little bit. Dang, bro. Okay, I'm learning so much science. Is there... Have you... What have you been studying lately that's really intrigued you? Oh yeah. So I'm back on those HRV studies because uh -huh. I feel like, again, I don't fully understand it. Mm -hmm. What have I been doing lately? Um, I read a lot of books like I, uh -huh. I told you about and I'm rereading a couple nutrition books. I think the hard part for nutrition is it is mm -hmm. so bio individual. I mean, with the vegan movement, you see people and they look healthy. It looks like they're thriving really well. Mm -hmm. I always worry that these people eventually are not going to feel so good and they're going to be forced to eat meat again and have these really uh, ethical ish issues around that, which is tough. Why? Why will they have to eat meat? Yeah. Um, I know they won't say it, but they're going to get nutrient deficiencies. <laughs> yeah. So, and I've been reading that, but then some people like, you know, say, but I've been vegan for 10, 15, 20 years mm -hmm. and I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And some people can do super well with uh -huh. it, but it's not everybody. It's not everyone because what is the thing where you get tested of like where you're like your like your lineage or something like where you were kind of. Oh, yeah. Like, what, is, what is that called? Like uh, primal pattern eating, something yeah, like that. The, yeah, that's like, hey, based on where you're from in the world. Yeah. Do you believe in that? Like, I do to an extent, uh -huh. for sure. But I mean, there are arguments surrounding that because first humans in Africa, right? I'm not yes. sure like which country or like what latitude, uh -huh. but maybe there was more access to, you know, what our ancestors ate, which would probably be uh -huh. a little bit fresher foods, higher carbohydrate and less meat. Right. Hmm. But the human brain evolved also. And we also had these mutations that happened and people would eat based on the food that was available where they lived. So your higher latitude, yep. you're going to be eating more like big game because you can't grow vegetables in the winter time. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know how far that type of lineage works, but there are certain things you can do like, you know, get your genetic data and run yeah. it through one of these analyzers and see, okay, man, I do much better without saturated fat, for instance. Yeah. I do better on a higher carb diet. 
And then another example is, okay, mm. let's say someone has familial, familial hypercholesteremia. So they have super high cholesterol. Okay. They may do really well on a vegan diet. Mm. Right? Yeah. But not everybody. Because I see some vegans and they look very frail. Yeah, they and look frail, bro. And some their skin is dry and they, they can't jump high, you know, and they don't have energy. Huh. But also, I will say on the flip side, there are more people on the meat eating side who are unhealthy as fuck, <laughs> but, but they're eating all the other bad food associated with. So it's hard to say. It's like, it's just one thing. Well, I mean, they for do either way, epi- for... epidemiological studies on mm-hmm. meat eaters, but it's like, dude, these are obese people. I mean, a lot mm-hmm. of them are diabetic. They're also eating the saturated fat with the sugar source, whether and, it's like. And the meat's probably shitty. And it's shitty meat too. Mm-hmm. And you know. It's tough because even this argument to me, I sound like an elitist because, you know, I prioritize buying more expensive meat. Like it's Mm -hmm. the only meat I eat. People can't afford it. Like it's just a huge problem. So my interest is in helping people Mm -hmm. and however that's going to be. But I know we're not all the same as far as what we eat. Dude, this has been awesome. Dude, I'm learning a lot. I love this. (laughs) Um, So I have a segment in my show that's called Scroll My Soul. Uh Uh-huh. And what that means is, you know, when I read or have conversations or practice stillness and whether so they're on my whether they're my own thoughts or someone else's quotes, I will put them in my phone. And so I'll scroll through my note and then I randomly stop. Oh, nice. And then I was like and then I read it back to you. Um, and then I just like to see, like, do you agree? Do you disagree? Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Does it spark a memory? Just elaborate on whatever it makes you think of. Does that, is that cool? Yeah, it sounds great. <laughs> All right, cool. Let's do it. Hmm. Okay. This is interesting. When you label something as bad, it gives up the chance of it being good. When you label something as bad, it gives up the chance of it being good. Yeah, that definitely resonates with me. Um, I mean, the way you think about think about something makes it good or bad right yeah so if you frame things in a positive light i mean i feel like you're more likely to succeed yeah well because it's what is it nothing is good or bad only thinking makes it so makes it so yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what i always think about so was there something that you thought was bad but it ended up being good for you um in any aspect spirituality food physical relationship anything yeah i'll just give um cannabis as an example Mm. I've quit so many times blaming cannabis. Like, huh. oh, it's, I, I'm doing this bad behavior because I'm smoking weed. You know, this bad thing's happening. Just by, oh, just by society's standard or yours? Like a story you're telling yourself. Well, it's not my standard, but uh-huh. it is society's standard. So it does have a role in okay. how I think about it. Uh-huh. Right? And I've been several periods where I wouldn't smoke any weed. I think the longest I went was like nine months. So it's not, mm. I guess it's not that good. And I <laughs> yeah. feel great on it. But I mm-hmm. also feel great... Um, Smoking and not smoking. I mean, they're hmm. kind of equal to me. So it's it's at the point now where it's in huh. balance. I, I don't have to smoke to be happy. Yeah. But if I could, I would. Like, I like it. Huh. It helps me get a little bit deeper into my thoughts. It helps hmm. me to be creative. Yeah. It doesn't help me do certain things. And I don't do... Um, I'm not on cannabis when I'm doing those. Right. And I think, again, it's just learning your body, learning your mind, what works, what doesn't. Yeah, that's super cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. This is awesome, dude. Was there, like, before we close, is there anything on your heart, your mind, your soul, like anything that you feel really strongly and passionate about you want to share? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think you and I spoke about the mentoring that I've been doing. Dude, super awesome. Oh, I appreciate that, man. I don't want any congratulations <laughs> because at the end of the day, I feel like we all have to be doing something. Mm-hmm. So I see a lot of things going on in society right now, whether... Mm-hmm. We're arguing left or right, vegan versus carnivore, all <laughs> yeah. this stuff. And it's like, I have to step back and think, okay, like a lot of these people are trying huh. to help other people. And I'm not going to fault them for that. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of things that are going wrong still. And, you know, I feel like 20 years ago, it was safer for us to be Americans. But I'm going mm. into these schools and helping these kids out in these mentoring programs. And it's mm-hmm. like, man, they have to be really concerned with a, a school shooter. Or That's some situation. Mm-hmm. So I think my contribution is like, man, sometimes it's it's too late for people. It's too hard for them to get out of these bad habits. I got to teach these kids when I was young. Like, what would I have needed to become mm. the person that I am today? Like, from an older role model who's going to help me out with these mm-hmm. problems. So that's been on my mind and it's a good amount of time I invest in it. Mm-hmm. And 
you go one time and you can't not go back because hmm. you meet these kids and they're all such sweeties, mm-hmm. but maybe they have a poor family life mm-hmm. or their parents drink. That's a really common one. Or they're mm. in trouble with the law for breaking into a class and stealing computers. Just stupid shit, right? Mm. But to have a good influence who they can look up to, I think it's so meaningful. And it's just there's no turning back at this point. Dude, that is good for me to hear. So whether it's one person that helped, is you've already done your job. Boom. But I am going to tell you congrats because I think it is awesome. Um, and I appreciate you doing it. And I know they appreciate it. And of course it's fulfilling you at the same time. Right. Yeah, definitely. But that's awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for having me in your home. Um, just man, these facts like kind of blew me away and like the, the sup, the supplements. And I just know like you're such a genuine good soul and like looking in your eye, yeah. I can tell you have a healthy heart and soul. Thank you, bro. So thanks for man. It. I appreciate it. Yeah, me too. All right. Adios. Cool. Later. Goalink gang was good, baby. By the time you hear this, there are only two spots left for our first retreat, March 5th through 8th in San Diego. There are only two spots left, and we're capping it at 10 people, so there's a lot of personal growth, a lot of personal attention. Because most things like this have hundreds of people, we're capping it at 10, so it's really, really delving into a personalized community. And John will be there. John is one of our instructors one of the teams to help you dive into your health to better morning routines to really figure out how to make you feel good and optimize your health. So if you love that interview with John, hit me up. There's a link in the bio if you want to just hurry and jump on the retreat. Um, Two more spots. So act now. And if you love this episode, please go leave a review on iTunes. It really helps us out. Give a shout out to John. Give us some feedback. What did you love? Because man it really does help us out so much so thank you a ton in advance and this week's challenge my friends and if you're new to the show every single week we give a new challenge we do it on social media we we want to hear from you we want to share in this experience so tag us in your stories when you do this challenge and you get to see a video of me every week doing it if i'm going to tell you what to do i feel like i need to lead by example as well so this week's challenge is inspired by thrive global and to get your butt in bed by 9 p.m. That's right, so our challenge this week is to get in bed by 9 p.m. every day, boom. And if you're feeling ambitious, here are other steps you can take during this challenge. Put all your electronics away by 8 p.m., then read a book, meditate, write in your journal, do gentle stretches, converse with family or friends in person, drink tea, just think, go on a walk, stroll. So electronics away by eight, in bed by nine, boom so share your reflections and progress with us on social media follow me tag me at going group follow john um, at john parker and then underscore underscore his link to his social media is also in the description so thank you so much for listening i appreciate you kick ass in this new year let's go let's keep it up let's stay consistent it's all about slow and consistent progress Because it feels like you're not making progress. Progress is slow when you're in the moment, but when you look back, it feels enormous. So I encourage you to enjoy the moment, enjoy your progress, look for the small wins, just stay consistent. It's those small things that you're doing every day, just that one thing that you're doing every day that's building that. So stay consistent with your habits. Love yourself, because I love (laughs) you. Anyway, if it's anyone, it's you. If it's any time, it's right freaking now. I love y'all. My name is Ben. Have an amazing week.